2: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. See, they can see your shirt over here. Yeah, uh, welcome, everybody. We got a really fun show for you guys today. I'm going to make it a little brighter. How's that? Better? Um, We're going to have a really great time. Uh, We have uh, Jose Santiago Jr. coming on. He's been on before many years ago. Super cool guy. Uh, Before COVID, we had him on. We met him at a premiere in LA. And then we have special effects, makeup, creature effects, designer, Vincent J. Guastini. It's going to be a blast. I hope everybody had a great uh, New Year's. Ours was very mellow, but before we keep speaking let's just say hi to our cool outrageous man about town ron russell
3: okay when you get to be my age you get certain certain entitlement and one of the entitlements is to complain i have a sty in this eye (laughs) so i didn't have a stroke if i look like i'm one eye lower could you imagine at my age getting a sty in my eye also my knee is killing me the one i fell on I didn't need to fall on my knee having knee problems. So right now I'm in a lot of pain with the sty and the broken knee. But, you know, the show must go on. And I certainly will. So if I'm not up to par, folks, and I seem a little bit under the weather, it's because,
2: yeah. I'm under the weather. I'm under the weather. (laughs) (laughs) So So we're going to have a fun show just the same. Absolutely. We got a few people starting to join us in the chat room. What's up? What's up? Let's say hi, Stefan. Bell is in the chat hey, room. Hey, Stefan. Cindy Lady Lake is in the chat hey, room. Lady Lake. Big Claudia is in the chat room. B, we're wishing you a, a happy 2023. I know the end of 2022 wasn't great for you. You were ill right. and, and right. not feeling well and all kinds of things, but we want to say that we wish you the best always and hope that uh, this year is a terrific year for you. And uh, New Year's, we sat home and watched movies. It was nice and relaxed. It was
3: the loveliest New Year's ever. We, you know, we had we don't we don't uh, drink, so we didn't do cocktails, but we had juices, and we had steak and potatoes and asparagus and salad, and uh, it was a lovely dinner that and we Pistachios.
2: Made. <laughs> what? And pistachios.
3: And pistachio nuts for dessert. And we watched, I think, three or four movies, and then the New Year came in. And then we went to sleep. So it was a lovely, safe new year. And I'm glad that it was safe for everybody I know that we have not heard any bad stories from anyone. Everyone went out, partied, and got home safely. And for that, I'm very grateful and happy.
2: Absolutely. And Astros hung out with us along yeah, with Yeah, Astros
3: said hello. oops, oops. <laughs> oh, oh. Go on Astro. It's your time. It's your, go on the air now. Turn around, Astro, look, turn look the around, look, he's like, what are you doing? Astro, look at the camera and say, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello,
0: hello. Hey, hello,
3: hello. Is he not the cutest? thing? I love this dog so much. He's with me all the time. No matter where I go, he is. He's my best friend.
2: So look at the camera real quick and smile so B can grab a oh, picture of us. Wait wait, 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 wait. Don't okay.
3: do it. Sometimes she doesn't get it right. <laughs> Hey, everybody. So, wait, take it again. Not with my sty. How's this?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. How's that one? It's going to be a lot of fun. So we hope everybody is having a great start to their 2023. Um, It's going to be a great year. We got lots of big stuff coming up and lots of big projects. So we're very excited about it. And uh, I'll make it out with my dog. I'm so happy. That's right. Mm,
3: This dog kisses me more than Jimmy.
2: Isn't that fabulous, though? Mm. So, what did you guys do for? Uh, loves me, I love him. I love him. I love him. Uh, what did you guys do for New Year's? Anything exciting? Let us know in the chat room. And um, I was going to say something. Well, let me do a commercial real quick. We want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. Our Christmas show and New Year's shows were both big hits. So, thank you, all our friends who participated and came on the show. Um, you can you can listen to us and hear us on SoundCloud and iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts and iTunes and Spotify. And Amazon Music and YouTube and Google Podcasts and Radio Public and TuneIn, Pandora and Amazon Prime. We're on about another 150 You know, other platforms, but those are the ones pretty much everybody like knows what they are. So please keep tuning in. We appreciate it. And, and I uh, thank
3: all of you who have been on our show, who have written to us saying how happy you were and how wonderful it was and loving all the fun and the laughs that we had and that you'd love to come back again. And guess what? You, you will. Are.
2: Thank you so much for your your caring. Cindy, Lady Lake Music said that she cooked Italian dinner for New Year's, so she didn't go out either.
3: Oh, my shirt my daughters gave me, and it says Sundays Sundays are for sauce.
2: There you go. Sauce
3: is another word that Southern Italians use for um, gravy. Actually, it's gravy they use. Northern Italians say sauce. Southern Italians say Gravy. That's the difference.
2: We'll give a shout-out, too, to Dawn. Dawn's not in the chat room. She has a doctor's appointment, but she sends her love. Oh, but back and, to uh, you, Dawn. So we love Dawn, and B. Claudia said that, and B. Claudia's in Germany, and Lady Lake is in California, Lady Lake is in Florida. Wonder what the weather's like in Florida now.
3: Has to be better than here in Palm Springs. It stinks. It's 51 degrees and cloudy. It looks like rain. It's very cold. We're having the most ridiculous weather ever but it's supposed to clear up before the weekend.
2: Uh, our engineer wants says it's 83 degrees in Florida, where they are in South Florida. Oh,
3: nice, 83. Here it's 51 or 60 by now,
2: maybe 60. But it's
3: a lousy, crummy day, um, which a lot of people enjoy because Palm Springs is always so damn hot with sunshine all the time. And, you know, too much of anything is a bore. So it's nice to have bad weather so you appreciate the good weather. Like this weekend, it's going to be sunny and high in the 70s, and it's going to be wonderful. Right now, our temperature is the same as New York City. New York is having a heat wave. They're up there higher than us. I believe they're 61 right now.
2: Cindy says 84 degrees. B. Claudia says it's 53 degrees Fahrenheit, and it's raining in Germany. So you got same as here. So, I wonder. We'll ask our guest. who's in. I think our guest is in Chicago. We'll ask him when he comes on in a minute uh, what it's like there this should be fun
3: well you know since we go out to the whole world and over five i mean 5 i mean 5 million people we do about we we get 5 million people watching us we have 5 million different climates i guess or whatever how many countries <laughs> how many countries do we go out to all of them i think, there, are how many I are think
2: there i think there's 178 but i'm not oh, sure oh so 178
3: different countries have 178 different temperatures right now
2: I might I, be wrong on that, so nobody hold me to well, that. But it's know. something listen, around there. Listen, we're
3: not perfect. Profe- <laughs> we're entertainers. We're not professors. <laughs> yeah. We're far from you know intelligence. We're just you know
2: simple folk. Absolutely. Um, all right. So I think. Um, oh, uh, Stefan says five to eight million average per show. What did he say? Five to eight million average per show. Oh, see
3: that, Stefan, You're so smart. And where are you? How come you haven't come to visit us? I miss your wife. She's so sweet. I love her. You're okay, but she's great. <laughs> yeah, you're okay too, Stefan. You're, you're, you're an old pal from a lot of years ago.
2: I see you guys, Stefan in the chat room's been one of my probably one of my older friends 15 yeah. about 15 16 years.
3: We know Stefan.
2: Back in the MySpace days, we met on MySpace, which I don't know how many of you guys are old ever enough since to remember know, MySpace. Ever
3: since I know Jimmy, I know Stefan and his lovely wife tina yes and tina had the sweetest mother oh my god she i think she was vietnamese right yep this little tiny itty bitty this big vietnamese woman but her english was poor but her humor was wonderful she was able to say things that cracked you up was lovely tina your mother was divine a really lovely woman So we're going to take a a quick- And that's what the apple didn't fall far from the tree because you're just like your mother. You're as sweet as she was.
2: Actually, Lady Lake said she started PR on MySpace too. That's so funny. Who? Uh, Lady Lake PR 17 years ago. Because Lady Lake, you know, is a music promoter. She started peeing peeing on your show? No, PR on MySpace. MySpace started (laughs) started peeing peeing from your show. Okay. (laughs) Anyway- You know,
3: uh, a lot of people use that expression when they laugh so hard. They say, oh, I'm peeing, you know, as they laugh. It's an old
2: expression. So, you guys, a few weeks ago, we had Emblem Three on. We're going to play a quick song. Uh, The name of the song is Sunset Boulevard. It's a live acoustic version. Uh, They played this on our show, but they didn't play the whole song. And then as soon as we get done with the song, we're going to bring on our first uh, guest, Jose Santiago Jr., which is also known as the Latino Pacino. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to have a good time. But please enjoy, you guys. Emblem Three, Sunset Boulevard, live acoustic. Here we
0: go. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, why? <laughs> Let's take a trip to Sunset Boulevard in the city of stars. Uh-huh. The city of blinding lights and starry eyes. I said, No, welcome to the city of.
2: Juice, naked, all natural, real, no preservatives or fakeness. I like my ladies like I like my Brady's And bunches. Got the six pack, I ain't talking about that crunches. Hit a till I like tight seats, punches. That's how you gotta rock if you wanna punch it.
0: I swear, I swear, make it less fizzy. But cute Betty got me dolly, dolly dizzy. I'm lost in her eyes, like, oh my god, where is she? Down here
2: in SoCal, we getting
0: busy in the city. Getting busy in the city. Sh- Let's take a trip through. I'm gonna
2: Off my aviators, here's a peace sign going out to all my haters. High five, keep done. No hot hand when we get samples at yogurt landing. We chill, smooth, talk about Betty Bellamy, kill Bruce play Call of Duty zombies. Yeah, starting to get the best of me while she makes her mind of whether she wants Be me to
0: wrestle.
2: so that's emblem three i absolutely love those guys they have a new album coming out in february and i was so excited to have them on our show because they're kind of younger for our demographic but i just like them so much and we had a really fun time with them that's your and their
3: music <laughs> my phone oh and they i'm not answering it. and, and their music makes me want to dance except if i did i'd fall on my face but anyway yeah they're fun they're, they're a lot of young kids guys. that are really three. going places i hope i hope oh, absolutely. They, you know, they remind me sort of like the beatles i don't know why Maybe that yeah, yeah, yeah stuff they were doing. Could be. It was kind of like the Beatles. Remember the Beatles?
2: Absolutely. All right, you guys. Now we're going to bring on our first guest. The Beatles Uh, are from my time. Let's let's (coughs) make sure we can hear him. Go ahead and bring him in, Juan. Hey, hey. Hello, hello.
3: hello. How are
2: you guys doing? How are you guys doing? Oh, good. We can hear him good, too.
3: Welcome back.
4: Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Let me turn on some light here. How's
3: that? But yeah, better. So now you have a lot of time to tell us about a lot of things you've done. On, let's introduce him. Oh, we have to do that first. Sorry, Hold bro. on, we're going to introduce him. <laughs> All right, everybody, okay. now that
2: we know we can hear him, we, wanna, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell, the official Jose Santiago Jr., also known as the Latino Pacino. Hello and welcome Woo! back. Yay!
4: <laughs> How you guys been?
2: Good. good, we're really good. Whatever you
4: me. guys, man. You know, the last couple of years has been like hell. I haven't been out to LA. It's like, yeah, why go out there if my buddies are all locked down? Yeah, like Ho- it was Jose-,
3: Jose, when were you on? Do you remember? You remember right that? before, um, before COVID, right, right before COVID,
4: yeah, I, uh, yeah, that year before, uh,
2: 2019. Yeah, right before COVID.
3: It wasn't that long ago, but a lot of stuff has happened to you since. I bet everybody knows about us; they want to hear about you. Hold
2: on, wait. wait. Let's say we have a chat room starting to fill up with people. So, first of all, say hi to everybody in the chat room. How you guys doing? What's going on? Thank you guys for coming on. And uh, he says it's forty degrees in Chicago. You're in Chicago, right?
4: Uh, forty-five minutes outside of Chicago in Valparaiso, Indiana.
2: Okay. Oh, he's in Indiana.
3: Okay. I played a, a nightclub years ago in Chicago and we never really knew Chicago weather. And they booked us January 8th, I think it was, or 9th. Well, everybody in the cast was frozen to death. The winds were blowing. They had ropes up for us to get in and out of town. Yes. Snow started coming. We It was a nightmare. And I said, that's why they booked us because they booked desperate performers yeah. in January. They wouldn't get Frank Sinatra yeah. in January.
4: No, 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 no. Or Dean Martin or any of them
3: guys. Or, of or, or Peggy Lee or anybody. Or Johnny Mantis. But they got our troop because, you know, we were nobodies. But we froze to death. So how do you handle that cold weather? I can't.
4: I'll tell you what. Um, as you guys know, I uh, recently got engaged.
2: And, no, I was uh, going to announce that. I know, but I don't know if happened? we want to let the world know. So everybody, what happened? during Christmas... Jose got married to his girlfriend, which they're always on Facebook together oh with pictures God. and everything. Her name is Melinda. And so congratulations on your engagement. Yay! Good,
1: good, good, good
3: Thank good. you, was,
2: you was, thank you, thank nice. you. Beautiful, she's she
3: beautiful. So she beautiful. Yeah, but Jose, you did a bad thing. You broke the <laughs> hearts of a lot of ladies out there.
4: Well, you know, <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I was single for two years and nobody came a-knocking, so. Oh, Bologna, well, yeah. you're
3: so good looking. Are you kidding <laughs> me? And that picture of you, what you posted on our page is so sexy. You look like this wild, sexy cowboy. So you no, know, that's a lot of baloney, Jose. You've had your share of ladies. Yeah, but I now know. all of you women out there, you're gonna have to find somebody else to love because he's taken. But you know what? You can fantasize. Nobody hey, you,
4: hey, you can always fantasize. You can look at the yeah. pictures and be like, oh, okay.
3: <laughs> Nobody's in your nobody can get in your brain to know what you think.
4: That's right. That's right. We
3: can so recal- tell me about the musica. What kind of musica you got going? He's not, he's not, he's an actor. He's not I know, but he person. has a guitar. He plays a guitar. How do you know he has a guitar? I know he plays a guitar. Do you play a yeah. guitar? I,
4: I haven't played in a while, but yeah. We, I do a lot of um, three strings, the uh, Spanish, Puerto Rican type. Um, it's just all acoustic. It's just strings, you know?
3: So you're uh, Puerto yeah. Rican. You're Puerto yeah. Rican.
4: Puerto Rican, Mexican, African. I'm the well, fucking walking United
0: Puerto, Puerto,
3: <laughs> but, You know, I grew up with all Puerto Ricans in New York. I love and adore Puerto Rican people. My yeah. friend, uh, Manny Rivera, was my buddy. And I used to go to his mother's house in the projects, you know, in Brooklyn. The- oh, the- oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And she used to make me fried bananas. I used to go nuts. And then oh, I the went to... Yeah, aren't they nice? I- I was dating Gloria Hernandez, who was also, I think she was Filipino, Mexican, and uh, Puerto Rican. Gorgeous right. girl with green eyes. And when I dated her, I ha- she had to lie because she was not allowed to go out with a boy without a chaperone. Oh, yeah, they were really old fashioned. Wow. So I had That's an apartment true. then and she came to my apartment and had to call her mother. So she said to me, put on Spanish music so my mother knows I'm in a Puerto Rican house. <laughs> but, I, but I couldn't find Jose Feliciano. So I put on the soundtrack from Pride and the Passion, the Sofia Loren music, and the song was, okay. Me bicho, no me quiero. <laughs> so that's what we fed her. The mother caught on. Gloria got in trouble.
4: Oh, you got her in that's- trouble there. Ronald.
3: That's right. That, you know, this is way back in 1956. Back in 1956, right. Hispanic people as well as Italian people I uh, did not allow their daughters to roam the streets. You know, you were a putana right. or a puta. Right. And they didn't want putas for kids. So no. they, watched, they watched their children with like hawks in my day. We were very respectful back in my day. We never got away with the stuff that people get away with today.
4: Oh, forget about it. Today, I mean, there's like, there's no, there's no holds barred. They're <laughs> out there acting crazy. You know what? Uh, I tell my kids, I thank God for my kids, man. And And yes, I was a mean dad but I was a stern father Good. and none of them are on drugs. None of them are in Good. prison. And you know what? If that makes me a bad dad, I'll do it all over again. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Yes, 100%. Hey, they're smacking their parents around. What the hell yes. is going on?
3: <laughs> I, I raised both my daughters alone and I raised them with oh, all beautiful
4: daughters, daughters, by the way, beautiful.
3: Thank you. And I raised them with my traditions, my Italian traditions and they never did drugs. They never slept around. They're not trashy. Maybe they should have. They would have got a husband by now. Because good good women don't <laughs> seem to get married. The Putas all get good, the best men. Did you ever hear that? They yeah, say the, the Putanas married the best men. And the good women yeah. get, get zippity doo
2: So So B. Claudia wrote that you were on, she's like a, a walking encyclopedia of the Jimmy Starr show with Ron mm-hmm. Russell. You were on February 12th. 2020, which was literally right before COVID. Oh, yeah, that's right, before they shut it all down in March. And we shut it down in March. And we met you at, I don't remember whose premiere, maybe a Churchill, Churchill's no, premiere. No, it was a
4: Churchill film um, with Krista Grot saxon
2: Oh, yeah, uh, okay, Nation's Fire. That's the one nation's fire. fire. Yeah.
4: Nations, uh, nations under fire or nation's fire. Yeah. That's yeah,
2: fire. That was so fun. Yeah. So the first time we had you on, I mean, you have a unique story and I want you to tell the unique story, just like kind of like capitalize it. Cause one of the things that is so cool about you, besides the fact that all the things that you do are cool, but you have a unique <laughs> story of something that you did that basically gave you the keys to the city and uh and and I want to brag for you, so I want you to no, tell everybody. Right me, they're right here, right
4: behind
2: There you me. go. So just tell everybody real quick your story because it's an amazing story.
4: Okay, uh let's start from um that year, 2012, uh right around December 10th. Okay. Um I was unemployed. Uh I was working for the railroad, but they laid us off for like nine months, and I'm like, screw this. I'm not working for these guys. These, you know, you don't work for nine months. All of a sudden, you want to call me back. I'm done. I moved <laughs> on. Um, I was involved with a young lady who I, I thought she was amazing. I, I, you know, everything else, blah, blah, blah. Push came to shove. We we broke up prior, right before Christmas, and I kind of took it a little hard because I had given her so much of me <clears throat> financially, physically, and mentally, you know, and emotionally. I gave her so much of me and uh she broke up and went with this loser and you know it kind of like really struck a chord at the same time my ex-wife that i have my children with decided to up and leave and take my children out of the country
3: oh uh, to Puerto to do Rico, that.
4: without oh. my consent
3: oh that's bullshit she can't do that it's kidnapping yeah, so
4: i mean now right now so i'm in a mist of um a, what do you call it depression All right. And everybody's talking about it today. It's all over. It's all over this thing, mental health and, and all that. And I'm going to get to that point right now. Um, I was so depressed because I couldn't have my kids. I didn't have my kids around anymore that I started to drink heavily. And I'm talking the two big bottles of the Bacardi gold. I drank two a day with at least a case of beer. Um, Cocaine was my, my, my Avenue of forgetting, but it was kind of funny because once the high came down, whatever I remembered, it came back tenfold. So I'd have to do more cocaine to forget. I got to a point where everything was just, just failing. And I was sitting at home with my, uh, but now, now passed on English bulldog diesel. And, um, I put a gun in my mouth
3: Oh, and was commit suicide. you crazy.
4: I was going to, I was going to commit suicide. And I tried, I did. I actually, um,
3: you should, you should have called me. No, <laughs> you should have called me. I did you then. You didn't
4: no, know it. My,
3: my platform is for people who want to commit suicide to contact and me. Here's, and,
4: and, and you know what? And here's the thing about that. I wasn't thinking about, I thought my kids were gone. I was not going to see them. Um, and all kinds of things happened. So I actually put the gun in my mouth and pulled the trigger and it jammed. Right. It jammed. It jammed. Um, five minutes later, I'm over there fiddling with a gun high on coke drunk out of my mind trying to redo because I want I, I just wanted to be done uh my phone rings and I got a phone call from a friend of mine who I haven't spoken to since high school he went on to play with the Pittsburgh Pirates his name is Nick Delgado he is now a very Christian man and a follower and everything else and he and, and, and he's still one of my best friends I got a call from this guy and he's and I'm I'm all coked out and drunk and he says hey this uh Jose jr. And nobody calls me Jr. unless you know me, you call me Jr. And I said, "Uh, yeah, who's this? He's like, this is Nick. And he's like, look, man, I don't know. I I said, Nick, how'd you get my number? He goes, I went through your ex, your wife and her family to get it from them. I needed to talk to you. And I'm just calling you to say whatever you think about doing right now, don't do it. Which I already tried. And it didn't work. So I was kind of what is that um the proverbial rock in a hard place yes where this guy come from i haven't talked to him since high school i haven't met i haven't seen him in 20 years or heard from him but he's calling me telling me that you know that god told him to call me and say don't do it you know i have too much to live for so i'm like okay so i think we stood on the phone for about a, almost an hour and then i finally started coming down off the high talking to my my really good friend from high school and i put the gun down I cleaned up the coke, I cleaned up the, the alcohol in the cans, threw everything in the trash. And I, I said, okay, now what? Now what? This isn't this is not a coincidence. So about a week later, he calls me and he says, Hey, you know, me and my family had had a dream. We saw you on the big screen, man. And I <laughs> said, What? And I said, The big screen. I said, I, I said, dude, I'm a I'm a former gangbanger, drug dealer, chef. I mean, I'm not a fucking actor. And he's like, "Um, no, dude, we saw you. Me and my, and my kids even saw, we all had separate dreams of us watching you in a movie theater. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's crazy. Two days later was the actual bank robbery on December 22nd, 2012, when I was going to visit my mom to tell her about everything that I had done or I was going to do and hurt myself. And then I end up in the midst of this armed bank robbery, where these guys busted in, shot up the the police officer that was in his vehicle. He was bleeding out through his leg. They hit his artery, and they got away with $250,000. So I jump out of my truck, run over there, try to help the cop. He's freaking out. He's going pale. The guy is a Latino, darker than me, and he's turning white. So he's losing a lot of blood. So I tie it up with my belt on a tourniquet on his leg, and, you know, I just... Something said, go get them, you know, and that's what I did. I mean, I jumped back in my truck, followed these guys down the alley. They jumped over a fence, so I backed up. Um, They never saw the truck. And then I go around the block, and they both get into the getaway car, which I I followed for about a good four or five minutes before the Hammond PD and everybody that was surrounding that was coming to the call of shots fired at the bank realized that this is the guy chasing down – Bank robbers. And so I hit the back of their vehicle, I bumped them with my truck, they spun out, and then all of a sudden we're all arrested. I mean, we're all under arrest, you know. Um, I think I spent almost four, four and a half hours in the federal building <laughs> because uh, I, I did have a past. I did have a very, very mean past. And, um, yeah, when they put my name in the system, it, everything came up. I mean, you name it, it came up. <laughs> long story short. <laughs> Long story short, they they released me under the Hammond Police Department authority, the FEDs, the, the FBI, and all them, because that's what got involved in the bank robbery. Um, they released me to the custody of the uh, Hammond Police Department, which I thought I was going to go to jail in Hammond. They actually released me to my mom's care and says, don't, don't leave town, you know, and we're going to figure this out. Um, they had $250,000 in the bag. Plus, they tried to kill a cop at a, a rookie cop that was his first day on the job on his own oh man uh, yes so it, it was a big story the mayor reached out to my to uh, my mom and, and my dad and there he was like is this your son and they're like yeah because they live in Hammond and I don't live in Hammond and, and he's like I'm trying to get a hold of him and they're like he doesn't really you know talk to people and he's like I really need to talk to him so next thing you know there's there's channel five channel two channel seven news all at my mom's house in front and I'm like what the hell you know and last thing I want is for them to be on the news about what I did and, and, and maybe get them hurt. You know, that's the last thing. So my, my mom right, was just like, right. just, just go, just go. And so I did the interviews. Um, I had a dinner with the mayor, got the key to the city. I got an FOP award for Outstanding Citizen of the Year. The best thing that came out of this story wasn't that I became an actor because I got an agent and I'll... Uh, auditions it wasn't it hadn't that was not it the best thing that came out of this story was that the federal government because it was a bank robbery and there was no reward so to speak because the money was never taken it was on its way Um, (laughs) they couldn't do anything for me so what they did was they made me a ghost and they exonerated my whole record all my records
3: good Wonderful. That's That's awesome. It's a beautiful story. So you see, this only proves what I write and say. If you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you will get bad. That's the law of nature. And you did such a good deed. What a wonderful thing to help the cop apprehend those creeps that were stealing the money. And Mm -hmm. guess what? When the gun jammed, you know why? God wasn't ready for you.
2: That's right. Oh, there, there we you go. go. There's your key to the city. I think that's such an awesome story. Well,
3: Jose, you didn't hear what I said. You got up. Yeah. Sit down. It's important. I want... Go for it, babe. When we are born, we have a date to die. I believe yes. it's numeretical, Numerology, not numerical. Numerology. Your date was not to kill yourself. You have a lot to give people. There's a lot of inside of you that's going to make other people happy. You must never, ever, ever have that thought again, no matter what happens. Killing yourself is, is weak-minded and foolish because you guess what? As you are dying, you will say, oh, I made a mistake. But you can't go back.
4: Yeah, you can't come back from that.
3: Well, don't ever let me hear that you want to do that again because I'll smack you all over the room.
4: <laughs> oh, no. You know what? Life is so good that from that from that day forward,
3: I and now you have a wonderful her. fiance. What is she like? Who is she? Tell us about her.
4: She is amazing. She is a, a, a in healthcare. Um, as you guys know, healthcare.
3: oh, healthcare, good.
4: Yeah, she's a uh, practice manager for multiple clinics. Good. And as you guys know, she, um, you know, I got sick in um, uh, December of 2020. Uh, well, actually, not December. I was I was already. Found out about it in September.
3: Right, in I lost you. What did you find out? He got sick. sick what? I, uh,
4: vocal cord cancer.
3: Oh, shit. Are you kidding?
4: It was the early, early, early stages. I lost my voice for a week and it came back cracking and doing that. And I'm like, what the hell from smoking as much as I did before? See and that. I went to the doctor and he's like, show me all the insides. And he's like, this there's only two things that we can do here. You either stop smoking, take this pill, chemo, on the pill form and hope to battle that and catch it early because we got it at the spotty stage. It hasn't, they haven't polypped yet. He goes, but the other option is keep doing what you're doing and we take it out and you talk with a machine. I said,
3: no, my career,
4: my career is over. If I do that.
3: Yeah.
4: So I quit smoking. Um, I took this pill that it made me absolutely sick to my stomach every day. Um, couldn't walk, couldn't do nothing. I met Melinda at the, uh, around Thanksgiving, right? When it started getting really bad for me. Like, I mean, I went from this, I went from that to 165 pounds, skin and bones. I'm 200 right now. This is 200 of, of that's what I was and I went to 165 pounds my clothes fell off me um it, it was it was bad and this woman spent every night every well every weekend because she she lived in Chicago every weekend at my uh my place with me watching me taking care of me and um it was just amazing to go through the, thir- the 18week treatment and then I finally got disgusted and said, I'm not taking this pill anymore. And I just changed my diet. And I went from eating meats and fatty foods and fast food and and and, and processed stuff to strictly alkaline water, um, turkey, chicken breasts, raw vegetables.
3: No sugar.
4: I, no sugar. I I, no. I stopped. Oh my god. I, I thought I was I thought cocaine was bad. Jesus Christ, I stopped Coca-Cola and I I wanted to. Just kill everybody around
3: me. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. But I stopped, I stopped it, everything. We, don't do, we, we are like you. We, do, we don't We do do sugar or anything. And I feel wonderful. You know, I'm 82. I'll be 83 soon. And, and usually you still I, look like you're 50. Well, not even looking, feeling the energy. If, it, if I had good knees, I could be like I was 20 years old. But my knees have gone. But we're going to fix them. And I know that once my knees are back, I'll be just like a young fella. Because yeah. not eating toxic food and sugar i have an energy level now that is incredible before i was tired and uh, now i'm like crisp do you feel the same Good. since you stopped sugar
4: yes and mm-hmm. i got a, i ended up uh going back to the doctor in um oh let me see uh april no um, uh june of 2021 after the whole 18 weeks i stopped i stopped mid mid Nine weeks into that, I couldn't do it no more. My body couldn't take it, and I give credit. I'm not taking anything away from the doctors uh, or the or the poor people who have to have that stuff injected into a port. The chemo is by far the worst treatment for that stuff. And those who do who, who deal with it, who do it and deal with it, hats off to you guys. I mean, I I stopped because I just couldn't. I couldn't function. I I don't know what how strong you guys are out there, putting that in your body with a port and putting it in you. I just took a pill.
3: I'm very familiar with this because we have a friend right now who has what you had, and he has a port here. Yes, And and they put the chemo there. In fact, we're having a little get-together soon, in a couple of days, and he and his partner were coming, but he had to decline because he's on a new chemo, which is really upsetting the hell out of him. And I feel sorry for him. It's terrible. It's horrible.
4: It's horrible, Ron. I I've never. I, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. It was just. It was to see my to deteriorate the way I was, and and to see all this sunk in. And I mean, it was. And this woman stood there. She stood there. And
3: now, wait a minute. When, when you met Melissa, Melinda, Melinda, right? Melinda. Yes. Did, Melinda. Did, she, did she teach you to eat properly and not to eat junk?
4: She. She didn't teach me, but she sure as hell jumped on my ass a lot for eating.
3: Good. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Melinda.
4: <laughs> yeah, she she is a, uh, she's so sweet. She's so soft-spoken. My mom absolutely loves her. My dad loves her. The kids love her. My grandchildren Good. love her. I Good. say, you're part of me. I'm part of you. So we have to do this together. So we have to take care of our family.
3: Oh,
0: we
3: even got matching tattoos. Um, <laughs> <There> you, go. <laughs> well, was, you didn't do what Angelina Jolie awesome. did with the matching blood vials. <laughs> no. Angie? Angie yeah. wearing, no, no, Angie and Billy Bob. They Billy were. Wearing, Bob they were where, You know, I met. I knew Angie since she was a kid, but I met Billy Bob with her, and he was really nice. And they had the vials around their neck of blood, which was quite interesting.
2: I want to say, too, though, it's very cool that she's such a beautiful person in time. She's a knockout, you know, so she's gorgeous on the outside. It's nice that the outside and the inside are the same.
3: You know what? You really really took the right road. And I'm so happy that you chose the right path. Because, you know, as they say, the Lord makes paths for us. And if you fall off the path, he's going to punish you. So you have to stay on that path. And now yeah, that your table is good,
0: give, I
2: give, I give. they all say in the chat room though that you should turn your story into a movie and a book. Oh,
3: I I said that on the last show. <laughs> you know we it. It, I'll it, tell it you what, it's a movie. Get it's somebody
4: a movie. on here who wants to write. Who else, to write it down with me and produce it and direct it?
3: It's. I already got the actors
4: I want in the movie.
3: It's definitely a Netflix film that we would all love to watch in the comfort of our home because it's a home story go you
4: know, from streets to stage, streets to sets. That that's that's a story in itself. It, it, a kid that came from nothing and tried to end it all, turned his life around and my construction business is successful. My acting is going well. It's get it's picking up and that's what I was going to talk to you guys about about the new Roman trailer I just posted. Um the uh film I just did as a uh a military officer uh, there's just so many I have done in the last year that it's like, okay, you know what? It's time to go to the next level. And like, I tell everybody I had, and I won't say what shows they are. Cause I can get in trouble. I probably won't get asked to come
0: back.
2: Give us a shows hint. Give us a hint. No, hang on. Well, first of all, I'll brag on some of the other major shows. So you guys, Let he's been on it. Chicago PD. He's been on Chicago fire I don't. Uh, I don't know what. How do you pronounce it? Chirac or Shyrac? Like Shy. Shyrac, Sh- the series Kings, Tucker's War, Stuck, which is a TV mini series. He's got movies that he's done. Concrete Rose with Noel Googly Emmy. He's been on our show actually many years yeah. ago. God is missing. God's not here. What happened in Danville? I mean, your IMDb blew up since like the last year. Like like at the beginning of COVID, you had a slowdown, but now it seems yeah. like it's blowing up for profit. Hideout. You got all kinds of shit. Yeah. Plus, I read on there too. You I, and I don't know if you had done this a long time ago, but you did a Hellman's mayonnaise commercial and O'Reilly Auto Parts commercial. Um, oh yeah,
4: yeah, that, that was that was years ago. Yeah,
3: that was so you got, shit. you got a lot of. I, I, shit I have going to on. say this, Jose, you're very lucky that today we are allowing ethnic people to be in film. Years ago, yes. you were not allowed because my real name. Oh, we were the is, gardeners. We were the gardeners. Oh, wait a minute, I'm Latin also. Oh, my, the gardeners. Wait, my real name is Rolando Sarego. Okay, yeah. when I started in the business, I was Rolando Sarego, and they wouldn't hire me. When I became Ron Russell, I became white bread. They hired yeah. me. Yeah. So you see. I'm happy with what's going on today. We've got all different colors and different ethnic backgrounds. It's wonderful because our our world is comprised of many people. It's just not comprised of one race. And finally, Hollywood has gotten it through their stupid heads that in order to please the public, you have to give the public the diversity of all actors. And wow, I stand awesome. in for that, and I'm so happy, and that's why. I mean, it doesn't do me any good now because I'm still Ron Russell, and I'm a hundred. But, <laughs> but you know, you guys He's are so, going to be another Ron Russell. No, but, but you're very lucky because you know you, you're you're accepted. I was not. And I think had I been accepted when I was young, I would have been a far more famous actor than I am today. I firmly believe that my ethnicity, my look, I used to be very dark with black hair. I, looked, I really looked like a Greek or a, or a, a uh, Puerto Rican. Or, I mean, anything. I looked very, very not. I didn't look like Tab Hunter.
2: <laughs> or I wasn't blonde, blue-eyed, and Americana looking cute. So it was
3: it was difficult.
2: I would love you to be though a regular on, because I really love Chicago PD. That's a fucking great show. Like it would be so cool if you were like a regular on Chicago PD. The Fire One I don't like as much, but Chicago.
4: I for the uh, police role, but somebody else got it, which is good. He's a great kid. He's a lot younger. He's but he's handsome, more handsome than me. So I mean, I mean, kudos.
2: You know know the Latin. You know the Latin guy. That's I I don't know his name, his actor name. But but wait a minute. um, Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish because I've got a thought here. The Latin actor who's one of the. Chief Officers, the one who had the drug problem. He was in this great boxing Mm -hmm. movie back in the day with... uh... John Seda. Yeah, John Seda. I mean, what? He is like one of the greatest actors. And that boxing movie is one of my favorite movies of all time with Brian Dennehy. Yeah, Uh, he's on La Brea.
4: He he, he left Chicago PD. He's on La Brea now.
2: Oh, I have to watch I See, I would watch a show just because he's on it. He's so good. He's amazing. Hey, you know what? The guy's down to earth. We talk all the time. It, it, oh that's cool. Jose,
3: if you shave your face off, you could play an Italian white guy easy. Oh
4: I know. No, no, I
3: I you I look, just that, you look Italian. You look like you could be from Brooklyn and you could they be a knows. gangster. Forget about it. <laughs> no, really. No, really. You look like you could be an Italian gangster from Brooklyn or anywhere from any
4: Yeah. So circuit. I was gonna tell you. I was gonna tell you without saying the name of the shows, but Tommy's on the show. So just say so you know, Tommy, if you've ever seen the HBO or Star series, um, Anyways, I had two regular uh series regular auditions. All right. And nailed them out the park right away. Boom. I got a call back 10 minutes later. Once they, once they closed the door on the auditions at 2 p.m. at 220, 215, I got a call back. Awesome. And I had a Zoom meeting when everything went well, like we're doing right now, talking, having a good, great time. Go ahead, do your do your script, do your, do your, do your audition again. No problem. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> At the end of the audition, they were like, "Oh my God, you're you're amazing! You're amazing! How many followers you got?" And I just looked at him. I said, "What does that have to do with anything?" They're like, "Well, we need to know how many followers you have." I said, "So let me let me ask you a question now, Mr. Director or whoever uh, showrunner. Talent, experience, and knowledge doesn't go anywhere anymore, right?"
3: No, it doesn't.
4: Uh, yeah, hang on. So here's this. They hired for the two the two audition roles that I did. One was a YouTuber with a million followers who does idiotic things out there on in in the streets. Yes, he got it. The other one was a model with fifty thousand followers. And from what I heard from a very good source on set, a good friend of mine who happened to get a recurring role, these two sucked. They actually had to take anywhere from 10 to 12 takes per take because these guys couldn't remember their lines. These guys were always on their phones. They were doing lives. They were doing, I'm like, that's what you get for hiring a YouTuber and a model to be actors.
2: Absolutely. And I agree a hundred percent. I've got 1.2 million followers <clears throat> in social media and I can't act for shit. And I could get rolling. I wish I had
4: half of yours, half your followers if I wish.
0: Cause I think it's in LA.
2: I think that's terrible, though. That that's what they put. The, I know that's what they put the focus on because we work with so many different people, and a lot of them say they didn't get roles that's because they don't have a big enough following. But
3: I wrote, I wrote a movie that we're trying to get produced, and Jimmy keeps telling. I said I wanted Susan Sarandon to play a part, and Jimmy said, nah, not big enough." I said, "What? Susan Sarandon is not big enough?" He said, "No, her demographics today are not what they were thirty years ago." I said, well, I'd like Lainey Kazan to play the Jewish part in the in the movie. It's about a Jewish right. woman. And he said, oh, Lainey Kazan's not going to get you any money either because she's not big enough. So I said, well, I'm going to ask Fran Drescher. I'll have lunch with her and see if Fran Drescher will play the Jewish woman part. And Jimmy said, well, maybe her demographic is.
2: I said, what the hell do they want? Meryl Streep? They want, like, yes. the fucking people in the Avengers. I-, I actually went to...
4: They was- want. They want Lady Gaga. They want...
3: Uh, that's they yeah. Natalie that's, that's that's Portman happens to be a wonderful actress. But I mean it just said that there wow. is so much talent. I out went
2: there. to somebody uh, who was interested in financing the film. They said you have to have an A-list actor. And I said, Okay, you know, there's kind of like different degrees of a list you know. Uh right. and I gave them people that are like really popular, and they were like, No, that's not gonna like, you know, that's not gonna do it. and not not somebody who does a million B movies either, but somebody who's on right. TV right now winning and they said, nope, it's not big enough. One of the people had an Academy Award. They were like, nope, it's not big enough. You need someone like Brad Pitt. I was like, Brad Pitt doesn't do million-dollar movies. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. like be realistic, that's, you know? his salary is a million dollars. A million
3: dollars. <laughs> no, Brad Pitt gets a minimum of three or four million. No, he gets, you guys, not I just even. read an
2: article. Uh, well, I don't believe that either. Uh, he gets 18, I, I think it's eight, 15 or 18 million. Um, the I guy who plays Thor now gets 20 million. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, is one of the highest paid. He's like 22 million, which is ridiculous. Robert Downey, Jr. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., I don't know how much he gets. He wasn't in the article. Uh, they had the 10 highest paid actors and what they get paid, and and none of them were under 15 million a picture.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely well, incredible. It's really I wasted did read something money. about
4: Vince Vaughn. No, no, was it Vince Vaughn? No, uh, who's Elf? Give
2: me oh, that. yeah, yeah, Will,
4: Will, uh, no, Will, will Ferrell,
2: yeah, Will Ferrell. Uh, I <laughs> heard.
4: I heard Will Ferrell casually shrugged off $32 million. He didn't want to do it again. I'm like, how? Okay. First of all, they offered him almost $32 million to, to do a sequel to Elf. Him alone. How much money are you making out there that you can just turn away $32 million? Like,
2: wow. I heard wow. he's not that nice either, though. I actually heard he's not that nice. Uh, I don't he's know. Not, if that he's
4: he's right. very anal. He's very egotistical.
2: Yeah, I think. Well, I, I just
3: finished a film called Clowny and they were supposed to pay me twenty five million <laughs> and I'm still waiting for the check. Somehow they said it got lost in the mail. <laughs> so when it comes, I will let you know. Right, though, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my 25 million you know, I actually check? I
2: had a I had an animated film that I tried to work on right before we moved here, and we needed a uh we we needed somebody and I, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to like get in trouble, but a very a very famous short uh ethnic uh African American comedian. Uh we offered him uh five 500- hundred $500,000 for about two hours of voiceover work. And he told us he doesn't get under bed. He, he won't get out of bed under $3 million. Yeah. I
3: mean, and there yeah. was a time when they were so starving, they'd work for 50 bucks.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know
3: what? They gave the same performance for 50 bucks that they give yes. for $20 million. It's yeah. sick. Yeah. It's very, really very you, know
4: you know what gets me now is that the whole new SAG ultra low budget, everybody's doing yeah. it now. Before you and you auditioned, it was a SAG union project. Now it's SAG oh low. low Budget. So yeah, they can pay you fifty bucks a day and, and you're happy get I mean, get out of here. That's 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 not even bus fare or that oh in today's world, it's not even gas money.
3: Are you kidding me? You can't even, even buy a lunch my, and burger. <laughs> <laughs> even I won't work for that. No. So Do whenever I, I see the SAG uh, ULB,
4: I just delete. Every time I see SAG, ULB, ultra-low budget, delete. And ultra-low is ultra-low. When they put that M, micro, ultra-low.
3: Oh, Jesus. you got to be kidding. You know, I oh, swear. I
2: just pay you like $20 wait, 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 wait.
3: Jose, Jose, you're kidding me, of course. No. No, no, I'm not. I've never seen Unfortunately, like I'm micro low not. Micro-low budget, yeah. My, when the hell did that
4: Micro-low budget. It's all over. It's all over the casting. Well, guess
3: what? Guess what? You know how many people I hear give money to the production to get in the film? They give hey, five thousand bucks. Put me in your movie. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's hideous. You know, is, in my in my day, a hundred years play. ago, you had to audition. You had to have a reel. They would look at your reel to see if you were suited for the part. You just couldn't say, "I'm going to give you ten thousand dollars. I want to be an actor." Today, people want to be an actor to show off. It's their ego. They want to say to everybody, Look at me, I'm a movie star. No, you're not. You're just a jerk that's paying money to get in a film. Right, and that's when, what
4: they're when
3: doing. You the sling, they say- when you suffer the slings and arrows that I have over 64 years of working in this business, then you're an actor. I'm entitled to whatever I get. I, I'm, I've been doing this since 19 years old. And thank
2: God, in the end of my life, I'm working like crazy. The go. highest paid actors, it says, in 2021, Daniel Craig, Dwayne Johnson, and Will Smith. Oh, I knew, I knew, I knew. And, I they're, knew not, and they're not really worth it. I mean, actually, I have to say, I like The Rock. I like his work. Listen, they're good uh, actors. But nobody should be getting that kind of money. No, nobody's. Listen, a
3: scientist who finds a cure for AIDS, he should get that salary. Somebody that's yeah. going to make the world a safer, cancer. I mean, put that money where it goes. Don't give it to football players, baseball players, and actors. That money is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's they of. can get paid well, but they don't need
2: to get paid that well.
3: The only one I like is my buddy Angelina Jolie, because Angie gives millions and millions of dollars of her money to great causes. So, yes, give Angelina Jolie yeah. $21 million a movie, because out of that, twenty, she said, rather than give the government the taxes, I would give it to UNICEF. Or helping the world, and that's what they all should yep. do. All these actors that make this money, give it to give it to cancer, give it to AIDS. I have a question for you. Everything.
2: So when you were on Chicago yes. Police, did you get did you get to like talk with Jason Begie at all? I don't know how you pronounce his name, but the lead oh, tech- yeah.
4: Jason Bain, Yeah, we 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 hung out for almost seven hours on set together. We were in our trailers. We were going back and forth. We were talking shit to each other. I like yeah, no, love you.
2: Back in the day, the guy, there was a the great heart. Great heart. Back in the day, there was a TV show. I forgot what it was about. Football, though, when he was like a quarterback of a football team. It was called. I forgot what it was called, but I used to watch it all the time. Even though I don't like, I don't really like sports, but I like sports movies. And it right. was a t- weekly TV show. It was awesome. And then he did like monkey paws or something. I don't know. He's done some cool like horror movies and stuff. And and I was wondering yeah. if he was like cool or not because he's. Very you know, cool, very humble a tough very actor. Cool. You know, when he's on the show, he plays the tough guy. You know, so yeah. so you don't know if they're going to be like cool and real knife or not.
4: Yeah, he's very cool, and very humble. He he took pictures with all the people, the fans around the set that were out there waiting for us to come out of our trailers and out of the vans. He went out there with me and we took pictures with fans. And I mean, he's he's I great. Love great that. Now the rest I, of the
2: guests, not so much.
3: Okay, uh, uh, no, I find that the actors that have but John
2: been- Cena was okay, right? Yeah,
3: he's great. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. awesome. He's my favorite one. <laughs> I, I find that the actors who are professional and have been working for a long time are the nicest. Who I find difficult are the young jerks who are in one or two movies and who the hell they are. And they're yes. causing difficulty on the set. This annoys yes. me when I'm working. And unfortunately, I've had to work with some in my day that I yeah. said to the director, like, where'd that one come from? And the director yeah. would say, It came from 15,000 bucks.
4: (laughs) He gave me 15 grand. He's in.
2: So let me ask you a question because you've done it. You're you're starting to do a lot of cool stuff and and life is good. Um, So let's do like a bucket list question. Male and female actor that you think you would love to work with that you haven't had an opportunity to work with yet. And if you could have ever been in any movie, uh, that's ever been made. What movie would you like to have been in? And then let's add TV series. And if you could be in any TV series, what TV series would you like to be in?
4: Okay. Um, as far as the woman, I would have to say Sophia Loren.
2: There you go. Ron likes that. He made a movie with her. I worked her. with her. Okay. When that's I was
3: off. 19, I was yeah. in that kind of woman with Sophia. She's a deliciously delightful human being.
4: Yeah, I, I, I love this for so. her. For that's awesome. a male. I would have to say, um, I would really—I mean—before he before he decides to leave, I would really love to play uh, Al Pacino's son in a movie.
2: Oh, that's cool because you're the Latino Pacino, so that
3: like would totally work. And, and you, and, and, you could, <laughs> and you could pass very you could pass easily for your son. Very yeah. easily, it would be very believable.
0: Yeah, know, we, we know
3: we know his stepmother. Oh yeah. And-
0: we're stepmother. very good
3: friends with his stepmother, who's a lovely woman, and we should mention it to her. Yeah, if we'll ever, mention if it. Ever, <laughs> Al wants a yeah. son. We got Jose Santiago.
2: When you're out when you start traveling out here to work again, uh, and she's at an event because she actually lives in Las Vegas. We'll introduce you guys because she's really okay.
0: All
4: right. Uh, okay. as far as movies, movies, I would have to say I would have loved to have either been in the uh the Sopranos TV series for TVs. Uh-huh. But I would have loved to have been in Carlito's
2: way. Oh, that's, uh, that's also Al Pacino. Al Pacino right? Yeah, that's Al Pacino.
3: So you have a, you know, every movie I'm in, I've played Mafia all the time because <laughs> yeah. of my Brooklyn accent and I look like a mafioso. Of course, I'm the furthest thing from the Mafia. But um, uh, now I'm I'm starting to get roles playing not Mafia. And I'm not sure about how good I'm going to be. Not playing the roles that I've played for so many years that I'm so comfortable with, how yes. do you feel about it? uh, do you like a new role or are you preferring a comfortable role?
4: oh no 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 i I love new i am willing I would love right now, right as we speak, I would love to be cast as a series regular on Yellowstone.
2: oh my God, that's the greatest show ever i have not, I'm, I'm only oh, cowboy at heart. I'm a
4: cowboy at heart, everybody knows it. I ride horses i've I've farmed with my grandfather, I've ranched. No one knows all that. But if I could get in front of the showrunner for Yellowstone with with the, the picture I sent you with the hat and the beard and the gun and, the, and the, you, they would be like, wow, this guy needs to be on the show. So on modern day show, I would love to be on. I would love to be a series regular pr- possible principal cast on Yellowstone.
3: I well, think you know so. what? Yeah. Send it out there. It may come back. We should put your
2: pictures and tweet to them. Send and stuff it out. S- I, uh, send it out. I'm serious. I'm in season oh, three. I don't, I don't have followers like you guys, dude. I mean, I I got- no, 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 no. I'll send it out with you. No, we'll do it together.
3: Listen, listen to me. Paul Servino was a good friend of ours. I love, you know, the late Paul Servino. Oh, yeah. Yep. He said to me that when he moved to Pennsylvania and bought a farm, he didn't get work. So he had to sell the farm and move back to Hollywood. The minute yeah. he became visible in Hollywood, the work didn't stop. They kept calling and calling and calling. So in our business, out of sight, out of mind, right? you've got to promote yourself. You're the product. You've got to get out there and show them and tell them what you want. You want to be on Yellowstone? Tell them, Get the word out. Guess what? Somebody's going to think about it. look at you and say, "Get that Santiago guy. I think he'd be good for Yellowstone." So first of
2: all, I, I did the costume design for Too Fast, Too Furious, so I met Cole Hauser because he was one of the he was the bad guy. I love that guy. He's, he's, he's awesome. I mean, awesome. Kevin Costner is so great. I think, but I think that the actor the actor who steals it is the daughter. I don't know her name, but oh Beth, yeah Beth. Yeah. I mean, she has got to be like kids. I think she's <laughs> one of the greatest actors I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, over like Charlize Theron and all those people. I think yeah, she's yeah, amazing. she's got them beat. She's got them beat. She's probably she one of the best. Lady actors. Uh,
4: bring it. She actress. can really bring that 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 devilish, envious, spiteful woman, but then you can see her on a, a pure flix show that's a Christian show, and she's playing a humble mom. She is amazing. She is absolutely amazing. Uh, I think that, I, that's, think it's how a great how I show. that's
3: how I judge an actor. Any actor can yell, scream, shout, cry, get crazy, get mean, get tough, and horrible. But a true actor does nothing and right. delivers the entire movie. That's how I do it. Less is better. The camera yes. doesn't like overacting, and the camera will show it. There's yeah. a wonderful English actress that I think is the greatest actress in the world, and that's my Michelle Dockery. Michelle Doherty. Are you familiar with Michelle Doherty? No. She's by far one of the greatest actresses I've seen in all my 64 years in the business. Why? Because she can do anything. She's so versatile, but she's believable. And that's what I tell young folk when they say to me, Ron, you're in the business a long time. What kind of advice would you give me? And I say, be flexible. Yes. Be able, if your director says to you, cry, cry. If Your director said, act crazy, act crazy. If he says, laugh, laugh. Because if you can't do these things, you're not acting. Being yourself. Right. Being yourself, your own personality, may not be the character in the script. And that's why you give a bad performance. She so was in to
2: bring that character to life. She's you the, to, she's right, the exactly. star of Downton Abbey, where she plays all prim and proper. But then she had a TV show that oh was my. two series on, on TNT, oh. and it was called Good Behavior, where she played like a tramp, slut, She played a
3: prostitute, thief. murderer, dope addict, kleptomaniac, thief potty mouth, dirty mouth she she played the opposite with an American accent and she was marvelous. I mean I've never seen a performance quite like
2: it. Yeah she's fun and actually everybody should watch that TV series if you can find it on TV. Yes we want to get behavior. We're trying to get
3: it back. I mean I, I would love to contact Michelle and find out exactly what's going on because everyone that has seen it loved it. I mean this woman is brilliant. I mean to play that part she was everything bad like you before you turn good she, no really she's, <laughs> she was, and, and she's running around with the South American drug. It. No, her boyfriend is a South American drug dealer so it, it's yeah. a wonderful it's a wonderful story it's a wonderful movie have uh,
2: look at it. you have to watch it, it.
3: You have to watch it. So, I'm telling you you're going to love so it so
2: is season 4 and 5 of Yellowstone good because I haven't seen him yet I'm still on season 3
4: oh my god I'm telling you, it is, It's. is – you're going to – if you, if you haven't watched 4 and 5 yet, you need to watch them.
2: I'm going to. I'm going to. I just haven't got – If you haven't
4: it. watched 4 and 5 yet, you need to watch them. All
2: right. Kevin Cosner is another understated – I'm actor. mad
4: that
3: it's uh, – <laughs> Kevin Cosner Kevin never overacts. He also does it very low profile. He gets his point across without all that jazz. I'm a fan of Kevin Cosmo's. Yeah. So I think he's a wonderful I actor. I also
2: like uh, – so Gil Birmingham, He's plays the the, the head of the Indians. Uh, yes, yes. He's, and, uh, he's
0: awesome. He's
2: so awesome. I, I used to be a celebrity clothing designer, and I actually dressed him a couple of times. Um, he was really, really cool. And, like, down to earth, that was – I dressed yeah. him when he was on Twilight because, you know, he used to be on Twilight, all the Twilight movies. Yes. Um yep. So you never know. It's it's fun to see. I mean, just you, just with you, like with COVID and all the things going on. And I went to your IMDB before I asked you to come on. And I was like, look at all this shit that he's got going on, you know. Uh you know, in a very little bit of time, you added a whole bunch of credits of things. And I was like, good for him. That's why I was like, let's have you come on and like talk about what's going on. And plus, I knew everybody would want to well, hear. I was you. happy
4: when you guys reached out, man. I was I was honored and humbled when you guys reached out. I love you two guys are probably out of everybody in LA and don't give me, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of uh, 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 associates and, 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 you know, but you and Ron have been nothing far of exemplary for me. And I I love you guys. I love you guys with all my heart. And I I talked to Melinda about you guys. I said, when we go to California, I said, I don't want to go to LA. Screw that. I want to go see Ron, and Jimmy. And, and you're so
3: welcome friends. in our home. Anytime, absolutely. You and Melissa, I'll, I'll make you. Melinda. <laughs> well, I'm old. I, name, I forget your name sometimes. <laughs> I call him Jake. I, I call him Jake. Would you call him <laughs> instead of Jimmy? I call him Jake. I don't know where that came from. I'll make you a wonderful pasta dinner. I promise I love you, you guys. I, I, I really think that you're one of the nicest people that we know also. You know, good attracts good. Nice finds nice. And I'm so happy that you've turned out what you are now. I'm proud of you. And I want to say bravo, because it took a lot. Thank you. No, wait a minute. Not blowing smoke up your ass. This is truth. I know a lot of people over the years who got messed up on drugs. They killed themselves. They actually killed themselves. Or they are today basket cases because their minds are not there anymore. They did so much LSD. And I mean, the LSD they did, they never came back. I had a sister-in-law, Lorraine, who uh, did so much LSD that she was gone with the wind. We went to visit her in a a home where she was living. And she said to us, I'm going to uh, Paul McCartney's wedding. Do you want to come? And my daughter, Leslie, was little and she got grass from the ground. She said, here, Leslie, eat this. It's really good. The poor thing was totally gone. She killed herself. Yeah. So, for you people out there, if you yeah. think drugs are a fun trip, oh yeah, I'm high, I'm happy, I'm having a good time, you're gonna pay a price for that. And that price might and be I'm paying
4: it now. I'm paying for it now because I have to have surgery on my nose to the, reconstruct oh, everything.
3: Because it's, you burn you there's run. nothing there.
4: Literally, you put a flashlight and it comes out the other side. There's mm-hmm. nothing in here, it's all gone. And I, because of that, I have sleep apnea, which now I am getting under control with strips. I don't use the machine; it's too noisy. But you know, the I, and for anybody out there listening, guys, yes, don't I'm not saying not to have a great time, but when the drugs run your life, when you wake up and the first thing you need is that it's hit, a,
3: a cigarette we, or a drug.
4: Yeah, even a cigarette. And it doesn't matter if it's weed, cocaine, LSD, PCP, crack, crank, meth, and I don't know what the new one is, fentanyl. When you wake up and you need that hit, life's over. Yep. That's it.
3: Do you know, James, The first
4: thing you do is go brush your teeth, you go get a a fix. Life is over unless you stop. I'm prime example. I stopped. I have never went back. I've never done Coke again.
0: It's and you been won't. over
4: 15 years. And I'm not going to do it. I don't care what Hollywood director says. Hey, we're getting high on this set and you're going to. I said, I'll be in my trailer. You guys yep. light them up all you want. I've Been there, done that. And this is a payment that I, it's, it's, it's $10,000 just to get in there okay. and reconstruct.
3: Now, do you know who Jane Russell is? We have two minutes. The movie star, Jane Russell. You That's know who, you. No. She was friends with Howard Hughes. You know who Howard Hughes is? Yeah. She told me that Howard Hughes was so bad on drugs that the drugs ran Howard Hughes. He did not run the drugs. Yeah. And that's why Howard Hughes became the recluse crazy person with the long fingernails and toenails and the bottles of urine. Because drugs, now, if drugs can damage a genius like Howard Hughes, who invented TWA yeah. Airlines and everything else, God, look what it can do to you. So please, everybody, to be like yeah. Jimmy and I. We, ha- we go to parties. We're very happy. We don't get high or drugged or drink. We don't need to because we're happy with who we are. And that happiness makes the party a happy party. I would not have my sense of yeah. humor if I were loaded. Believe me, I was never. Yeah, no, no, you- I, I did cocaine once when I was about 18 or 19 and I got a nosebleed. I don't like being out of control. Pot. I can't stand the smell of it. Uh, oh, it stinks like spunk. Quaaludes. My, That sister-in-law that killed herself. She put a Quaalude in my tea and I never knew it. And I fell out, We were out to dinner and my face went in the plate. And they had to drag me across the street to the car, and my head was banging on the cobblestones,
2: and I was furious with her. that
3: she did. So that hang on, because
2: we've only got one <clears throat> minute left. So listen. Anyway, that's enough for that. Uh, first of all, you need to get back on Twitter at least a little <clears throat> bit because you haven't tweeted in a long, long time. Yes. Actor San- J R Santiago, or I'm not sure. Actors. After- oh, they wrote. Um, actor- I think it's actor J Santiago. Actor J Santiago. So you guys yes. follow him on Twitter. Um, his website, if you want to uh, hire him or find out anything, you can go to j.santiagojunior. His uh, uh, Instagram is official underscore jose santiago junior. Uh, he's a great actor, you guys. He he would be an asset to any production you're doing as long as it's like paying and it's not micro budget. Fi- not for $20. fifty bucks.
3: He doesn't work for fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break.
2: <laughs> and uh, so don't send him. Neither any, do I. Don't send him anything. You know that's like garbage because it because we don't want it and uh he doesn't want it either he's a great great actor we're looking for everything that happens to you in the future we want to congratulate you on actually everything because so much great things have happened to you since the last time mm-hmm. we had you on and really please give our best to melinda uh and the two of you guys to have the happiest life ever because we wish it on you
3: that's uh, true and i wish i could work with you i think we no, have i could play your no, father i could play your father i could be the head of the gang and you're my son. There you go. I mean, we could... We could We're working on... It. Actually, I'm working that's on a workbook movie that's
2: going to have a bunch of people in it that we might be able to get you in. We're going to shoot in Texas. Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B A D. L A N D S F O O D dot forward slash Jimmy and Ron That's the um, film I'm on. So there you yeah, go. So you, we'll, we'll get you know, in right? something. We'll yeah. get you in something. So anyway, we want to thank you. Have a happy new, happy year. new year. We'll thank see you, you soon, I hope. And thank you so much for coming on. We love you guys. And uh, and we'll see you soon.
3: Take care, Jose. Be, be, be wonderful. Always. All be,
2: right. be,
3: always be as wonderful as you are, you are now. I'm I'm so proud of you. I really am. All right. Bye-bye.
2: Love you too. Bye-bye. Love you, you. Love you,
3: love you Bye-bye. back, love you back Bye-bye. Jose. Bye-bye.
2: Oh, what a a great guy.
3: Look at this eye. I look like I got punched. But anyway, he is the sweetest guy in the world. And I'm so proud of him. I really am that he was in such a down area. I mean, drugs and all that.
2: Gangbanger. He said he was a gangbanger.
3: Everything that, what's that mean? You're in a gang? It's a gangbanger. A gang. Your gang? I know what a gang is. The
2: gang bangers, people in gang bangers.
3: What does that mean, banging? What, do they bang each
2: other? No, it's what you're called. When you're in a gang, you're a gang banger. That's well, just I the don't name. These, I don't know these modern-day terms, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's a wonderful uh, fellow. So now we're going to bring on our
3: second So wait, guest. I want to just say, oh. so anybody out there that has a problem that he has had, see, he got out of it, and he's back to better. And you can do it, too. It just takes willpower, positive thinking, and possibly... A belief in there is a hereafter.
2: All right. Um, now we're going to bring on our next guest. His name is Vincent. Yay. Jake Wastini, go ahead and bring him in, Juan. Hello. There he is, the man of He's magic. Gone. Say something. <laughs> Let's make sure we can hear you. Uh, testing one two three. There we go. Perfect. All right. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, special effects, makeup, creature effects designer, Vincent Jaguastini. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Absolutely. So uh, since you don't know us, really, this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Ron Russell. I know of him. Nice to meet you. Me. I don't
3: know you personally, but I certainly know of your reputation. Because Sarah oh. French, Sarah French doesn't stop raving about you. She loves you, you know. Oh, yeah. Sarah oh, I love her. No, she said when I said that you were coming on our show, she said, Oh, run, I love him. So I just oh. want you to know that Sarah French is so pleased with what you do when you make her up. As are many others that have said how wonderful you are, that your work is really good. Oh, thank you. It's nice to hear. You have, good, always nice. you have a good reputation. That's so, important. So, hold
2: on, too. We have a chat room uh, filled up with people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody. There you go. So, tell us, where are you? You're in California, right? I love your background. So I have a studio behind the
1: Burbank Airport, um, directly behind there. I've been out here about maybe uh, 17 years in California and 15 years. Uh, doing makeup effects in New York City, and uh and I'm originally born and raised in Jersey City.
3: Oh, oh you're from Jersey, a Jersey boy, Jersey boy. Yes. I'm from Brooklyn, and we always make fun oh, of oh. the Jersey boys. So you're an my Italian, mother. you're an Italian from New Jersey. That's correct. And my mother was born in Brooklyn.
1: So okay, so she's a good woman. Well, she's no longer with us, but yeah, oh, she was. Wow. Um, Put it this way. She was a good woman, but she was uh, complicated. Put it that
3: way. <laughs> well, most, most people from Brooklyn are good. But so do you know the Wise Guys in New Jersey, the TV show, The Wise Guys? It's a podcast. Um, no. I, oh, wait a minute. Yes. Is that the uh, that wouldn't be the podcast
2: for the Sopranos, would it
3: be? Um,
2: I think that. Oh, but I don't they, know if it's the podcast. No, no. They, they actually call themselves the wise guys. They're
3: called the wise guys. They're a bunch of Brooklyn guys. They're hilariously funny. And they have a pod <laughs> show that they do. And and we like them a lot. We're really good friends with them. Jersey people are nice people because they're like Brooklyn people down to earth. We don't like fancy schmancy bullshit.
1: Right? <laughs> Am My, right? We're, very,
3: we're very, very blunt and a little
1: too no, honest. honest. And I and think we that. people... Quiet. We don't like and, lies. I think, and I think the people from Brooklyn are, are even more honest, put it that way, since I, I was brought up by my mother. So
3: um, no, I, I know
1: cool. I know the if, whole deal.
3: If, if you go if, in Brooklyn, if you start to tell tales, like uh, make up stories, like say, like I was walking down the street and this guy walked up to me and said, you should be in movies. We'd look at him and say, yeah, really? Where'd that happen? On Fulton Street? On, on Flapwood Man. Where? Where did somebody walk up to you and say, You should be in movies, you jerk? And we don't care for people who did that sort of stuff. Talk, <laughs> talk, talk street honest or get the hell out of my way. And that's, I'm still like that.
2: So, you guys, real quick, uh, you can follow Vincent on Instagram. He's vgp VGPFX. E with an E, E -E E-F-F-E-C-T-S. His website is vgpeffects.com. I'm going to brag a little bit for you, and then we'll talk about some of the cool things because we've recently seen a ton of your work. No, and I also Um, promised our
3: viewers that I was going to ask you certain questions about women to make their faces prettier, (laughs) like how how they get rid of bags under their eyes what kind of lipstick they should use. You know, all these little beauty tips that you could give some of these women that are not, that are old and not so pretty anymore. Hey, listen, everybody needs a little
2: work. So hold on, you guys. <laughs> listen. Okay. So first of all, you guys, Vincent created animatronic. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll ask, I'll answer your question. Um, After he, uh, uh, uh I, I don't Vincent, want to interrupt.
2: That's you, so. fine. So, so he created the animatronic wings and creature effects in the movie dogma, you guys, which we've actually had um, several, all the people from it on our show. Yep. Um, Darren Aronofsky's Requiem for a Dream, he made Ellen Bernstein into a thinning, decaying woman. He worked on Arnold Schwarzenegger's film Aftermath. I hope all this stuff is correct. I took it off your IMDb. Uh, he was the first use of fire victim effects for Clint Eastwood's Letter Letters of Iwo Jima and Flags of Our Father, which are huge movies. Um, he, he worked on, uh, she transformed Jill Larson into a crazed, demonic, possessed creature in Brian Singer's The Taking of Deborah Logan, which is actually a great movie. And then I read, I think someplace that you did some of the, um, like finishing work or something, or maybe the LA work on Last of the Mohicans. Um, no, I
1: did the entire show. I was on that for seven months. It was my first studio movie and it was shot in
2: North Carolina. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so mm-hmm. we have a client. I'm a publicist, and one of my clients is Randy Edelman, and he's the one who did the score for it, got a Golden Globe nomination for the score uh, of it. And uh, so that's like – because because these aren't like little movies. These are all like – all the movies I mentioned, you guys, these are all big. Big,
3: big, big feature big films. Studio. I
2: mean, Last of, Last of the Mohicans. That's like fucking like the Daniel Day-Lewis, like one of the biggest movies ever. So, hey, was Daniel Day-Lewis cool? Because I think he's one of the greatest actors you know, of our, my generation.
1: He was um, in character, but um, he was probably one of the sweetest, most professional um, to himself and very um, insulated, but very uh, friendly uh, because uh, when he does a role, uh, that whole reputation that, you, I, that people found out later um, after Last of the Mohicans, where he uh, gets so embroiled in, 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 in what he's doing. That he loses himself in the role. Okay. Um, so I don't know if I worked with Daniel or I worked with Hawkeye. Uh, might have been a little bit of both. Um, but he uh, was training in the woods and living like what uh, those people lived back in that time period for about six months. Wow. Seven months. And after the film wrapped, I heard he had a little bit of a psychological break down a little bit because uh couldn't quite handle that whatever he was doing wasn't real i mean so i know that sounds pretentious but and i've heard that story but it it seems to be the way he works because after he got really famous um especially after my left foot but after mohicans and everything he became mainstream uh Mm -hmm. that was kind of his um um
3: mo for all the movies he's
1: worked on. I've read that. Too. Well, I,
3: you know, I had, uh, I have a relative who was married to Marlon Brando's son, Christoph, Christian, and oh, okay, the and one that died, right? the one that died of, of the overdose, was that the oh, same one? Son Christian, right? Uh, yeah. uh, my my niece was married to him, and I'm oh, okay. Sorry I heard, to hear that. Well, I heard stories that Marlon, also being a method actor, had difficulty. Getting out of a role after he played it, he sometimes brought it home and made people uncomfortable because Marlon always played a, a very disturbed, tough human being. So yes, method actors do take those their roles home. I think so. And well, I understand it. I'm a method actor, but I I leave it at the studio. I don't bring it home.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's funny you. I mean, that's something I I, I thought I was pretty well versed with Marlon Brando, but you would know better because. Uh, the, the thing is, every interview you've seen him with, he, he sounds like he doesn't take it very seriously and uh, and, and doesn't take it home and, and is always putting the industry down. So that's kind of a surprise. It's something I've learned that I didn't oh, know.
3: When Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando was the opposite of what you saw on screen. In his real world, Marlon Brando was a very timid, uh, shy, soft-spoken, very kind human being. He never played what he played in Streetcar Named Desire or On the Waterfront. That was his acting. And he had to work hard at being that person. As you know, he was a bisexual. He had a love affair with Wally Cox. And he was, you know, he was very, very multiple personality. And uh, probably, uh, and also our very dear friend, who, who is Lorene Landon, went out with Christian after he divorced Mary, my niece. So she had a lot to say about Marlon. And Marlon Brando was a very interesting human being. He never got out of bed. He ate like an animal and got to be enormously big. And he was self-destructive. And so Marlon Brando, they should really do a life story on him. Somebody should write the truth about Marlon. It would make a wonderful movie because he he was a very complex actor. So, so how, a nice person let, He was a kind man.
2: Let's go back to you. So how long have you been doing like, like, did you, how old were you when you decided, Oh my God, I want to like make creatures Cause I'm looking at the stuff behind you, which is just freaking amazing. And that's, are you in your studio or is that like kind of like your playroom? This is my bedroom. No, it's my studio. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, like, how old were you when you thought, Oh my God, Oh, and is there a certain movie or something that made you think, Oh my God, I want to make creatures. Well, I mean, when I was younger,
1: I I felt I was going to be a director. And eventually I kind of went into that a little bit. Um, um, We'll get into that later. But as far as the effects wise, uh, probably watching like Ray Harryhausen movies and Godzilla movies and Clash of the Titans and, you know, and uh, I Sinbad, all the Sinbad movies that uh, Ray Harryhausen did effects for. And then later it graduated into the 80s. Of course, Planet of the Apes was a big, big influence because my yeah. father would take all the movies that came out, you know, and saw all the ape movies. And then eventually in the 80s, when American Werewolf and the Howling, I started started going, you know what? I think I want to do effects. And then when I finally saw John Carpenter's The Thing
2: oh, great movie
1: and I was in, a, in the audience at the at the uh, State Theater in Jersey City. Um, and um, I, I was uh, pissed off at my then ex-wife. I had a big fight. I was working at a restaurant. I was walking by this poster. I saw the thing on there, and it was this cheesy poster with light coming out of a guy's head. And I'm like, "Well, I mean, this, you know, let me see if I can get my mood a little bit better." And and I saw this shitty poster. At first, I thought it was <laughs> shitty to me at the time. Now I love it. But I, I, you know, you know, I go in, and then when the blood test scene happens there was an audience member behind me who grabbed a seat and he went, Jesus effing Christ. At when the guy hit the ceiling. And when I looked at the reaction to what he was watching on the screen is when I said, I want to get that reaction out of something I can do. And it looked like that the movies was a platform that is, if you get lucky enough to be in a movie that gets released and everybody gets to see it, that your work can make make certain people have a reaction to it or have a certain feeling uh, towards the image or whatever they're seeing on 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 film.
3: So that was it. I was in. That I was it. it. Hey Vinny, if, at, if, your, your that, work, sorry, your work only makes the actor better. In other words, you and the actor are in partnership. Because if I walk into a room and I like, listen, I was on a movie, a Churchill movie, and it was called The Big Friggin' Rat. And special effects made this enormous rat, like a Volkswagen side. It was disgusting looking. And I went on to set at like 530 in the morning in the dark. And there the red eyes are of this big, huge rat. And it scared the hell out of me. And I said, oh, my God, I got to get eaten by that today sometime. So if we don't have a great effect, we laugh at it. I mean, I don't want some ugly, stupid doll coming after me that I'm supposed to be frightened about, right? So you got to scare me. If you scare the actor, you're giving us an easy job. So I really believe I'm going to hire you for my movie, The The Curse of Magic. No, really, I'm I'm serious, because your credentials are outstanding, and I really want – it's an A1 movie. I'm hoping for Fran Drescher to star with me and a few other people. So I want the best of there is, and you're the best, I understand, from so many people. And I, I, well, just...
1: I would say I I I might be one of the best. I don't know. I, I call myself either the uh, Andy Garcia of the makeup effects industry. So yeah. I, don't... Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I... I kind of equate, I kind of equate myself. You know, it's like actors. You know, Rick Baker was the
3: Marlon and Brando of effects. I knew. I knew. Rick. I knew Rick Baker at, when I was at Universal Studios. I knew Rick. I had lunch with him one time in the commissary. And uh, Baker was an incredible, credible guy. He was the first one to do uh, to do what's that called that plastic shit? Oh, uh, uh, what is it called?
2: Polyurethane or something? No, that,
3: that what you all use now. He invented it.
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm I very, think what you're trying. I think what you're trying to get at is that he was the first one to do an on-camera, fully uh, besides Rob Bottin and The Howling, a transformation with changeo heads which he came up with that technique, which was later used in the howling, where people stretch and transform.
3: Um, what I was saying is he was the first one to work, I believe, with latex. He was one uh, of the No, no, latex. no. He, he, he always
1: used foam latex. Um, there was the uh, silicone, but silicone was um, introduced by another man from Canada called Gordon Smith, which later Dick Smith kind of developed. Yes. Uh, we tried to get the secret formula. Nobody could actually, in, in the early uh, incomes of silicone, nobody could quite get the formula down. We played with it a little bit. Greg Canham, who I worked with on Stephen King's Thinner, uh, tried to do it with putting it under the arms of, of, of um, making somebody look overweight. So we had like these prosthetic arm things. It was, it was in its infancy in, in L.A. And the only person that really had the formula down at that time was a guy named Gordon Smith, and Dick Smith was trying to work out getting a formula. And I don't know some rumors that he was still being a little secretive. And then other people started putting up concoctions in England, like Nick Dudman, a friend of mine. But then it finally got it got utilized, and I think to its best that I've ever seen it on a makeup was when Greg Canham did it for uh, Hannibal, on the uh, on uh, Gary Oldman's character who was messed up with you know uh, cutting his face up and that was probably the first time that that was really introduced successfully but rick baker was an innovator with the changeo heads which is making somebody's head actually on camera grow in front of you right. using I, you know right.
2: i
3: remember this
2: that's american werewolf in london like that was that one was one the first ones, right?
3: that was the first really shocker of it all when you see his arms and, legs and his legs snapping out and growing fingers. it was wonderful
1: so do you, um, not, do you not, know no. He well, he won. He won the Academy Award for that, and it was under the uh, the first time uh, somebody won an Academy Award under the title of special makeup oh. effects. So, um, which Tom Berman actually uh, uh, got that that title in the Academy. He's the one that came up with that title. He doesn't get credit for it a lot of times. But um, Rick Baker was the first one to win for special makeup effects to win an Oscar, and it was on American Werewolf in
3: London. And he was was really a nice guy also. He was very friendly, very, you could ask him any question and he volunteered the answer. He wasn't like annoyed if he was stupid, you know, which I was young back in those days. I was only in my early 20s or 30s. So I didn't know much about what was going on.
2: Do you know Tom Savini?
1: I know Tom Savini a long time, very, 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 very well and
2: know him a very long time. Yeah, he's like, I've, I've known her for about so. How come you have such a
3: big shot and everybody's talking about you? What makes you different from the rest? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm you know, in one way, I'm
1: complimented that you feel that I'm a big shot. I don't feel that way. I just feel like I'm a fan
3: who got lucky no, no, enough. You're to a big continue. shot. No, no, no. You're a big shot. I, 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 I I'm, no, I'm I hear. I hear Go in the ahead. show, I hear, you know, I hear everything. People, for some reason, constantly email me or memo me or whatever, like I'm supposed to, like I'm I'm Rona Barrett, the reporter. So I know everything <laughs> that's going on in the, no, really, I know everything that's going on in our circle of film. You know, we have X amount of producers, directors, and actors, you know, Sadie Katz, Sarah French, Augie Duke, all these people I've worked with. They're, we're all a family. Joe Kelly, uh, Chir- Winston, Winston Churchill, uh, Marcel. Ma- Marcel Waltz. I mean, these are all people I know. And they cool. seem... To actually. He wait, didn't... and your name seems to come up with these people as as a very good name. So these people know better.
2: Absolutely. And that's sure. what, I,
3: what I judge on. Sure. So I say, how come you're such a big shot? Is it Sarah French running around telling everybody how wonderful you are? That, that's good.
2: You should give she's her becoming a big shot too. Yeah,
3: you should give her a commission because she's getting you so many jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that Sarah French said such wonderful things. She wrote time. it. She wrote it on Jimmy's page yeah, she yesterday. Wrote it on
2: our Facebook page on
3: our Facebook page yesterday when we said you were. You we, know, we advertised you were coming on. And Sarah came in and commented and said, Oh, I love him. He's so it's
2: super nice for us to have met you also, which we wanted to meet you at the night of the Tommy Mockers premiere. By the way, you did a great job on the Tommy Knockers. I loved we, the movie. we enjoyed the movie a lot. The Mahabha, The Mahal <laughs> They do pretty good independent films. They're pretty good. And so and and we've seen all your other Mahal Art of the Dead, we saw, loved it. Attack of the Unknown, we saw. I saw Veronica because Caroline Williams is a friend of mine and she was in it. No baloney. Bloodcraft was a great movie with Augie Duke. That's why I liked Augie Duke in the first place. We Uh, we love Augie. We love all those people. Cabin Fever 3 was a shitty movie, but your effects were great, but the movie sucked.
3: (laughs) I'm very
1: very proud of that film because um, they had um, the first Cabin Fever, which had some sort of a a very big following. The second one, was uh am I still here with you guys? Yeah you're here. Yeah All right, yeah no I my my phone came up with a message about an app. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. Anyway, so um on that movie was a, a big challenge. Um they did give me um a very reasonable healthy effects budget and um I did get to go to the Caribbean for 30 days which was amazing. And um, just to do those effects, um, I, I, I always I, I remember reading this thing about Ridley Scott doing a movie called The Hot Zone, which was about uh, the uh, Ebola virus. And I heard that at, when he was going to do that film, this was decades ago, Team was supposed to do the effects. So when I got the cabin fever job, I said, I really want to get that. And the movie never uh, came to fruition, the Hot Zone movie with Ridley Scott. So, but when I got Cabin Fever, I was like, I want to do a movie um, or do the virus as the worst possible virus you could ever, you know, ever have. So we did uh, suits and uh, in stages where the skin falls apart and you could peel it off and people's arms are missing and they're connected with magnets. We had every effects ah. gagging that thing. <laughs> and I and the village voice, the village voice uh, said the star of the movie is Vincent Guastini's effects. I was very proud of that review because we worked very hard on that. And um, it was one of those movies where, you know, I thought it was fun. I mean, there are I do shitty fun movies. I mean, that I do that either because everybody's got to pay the rent or there's a friend that's a producer or a friend that's a director. And that's how I got involved with the um, the Mahals was that um rolf kaminsky uh who uh directed art of the dead um came to me and said hey listen i'm doing this movie it's a kickstarter film and you know and i had a little bit of a snob in me a little bit where i was going oh god this is going to be bad you know (laughs) you know know, (laughs) and and and, and then I'm seeing that, you know, the halls are like getting like, you know, almost, you know, a quarter of a million, half a million dollars, you know, doing Kickstarter movies. So I was sitting there going, you know what? I mean, this is my friend. It's going to be fun. They're giving me a pretty decent budget uh, to do the effects. I, I get to go to Vegas. Uh, they feed you. They house you. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'll, yeah well, let me do this. The, the script was really good. And so it was a lot of fun. And and the Mahal brothers were very nice and always treated me fair. And, um, and uh, so uh, anytime they had a movie and uh, budget and scheduling allotment, um, I would come on board. Um, and so that's what happened with um, Bridge of the Doomed. I was not on set. I had nothing really to do with the effects except supply the effects. And send out the stuff and have my guys go out there because I'm a very hands-on type of person. I get very nervous when I'm not on set, no matter who I trust. Um, so I'm not the type of boss that goes home and watches TV or goes to the studio at three o'clock and say, "Hey guys, how's it all going?" I'm actually a guy who's painting and sculpting
3: and and, and, uh, and molding. At the uh, red carpet evening, I spoke with the uh, one of the Hall brothers and I said to him that Joe Kelly was so excited to have played one of the ugly things the that, that you created because they were ugly looking things with those teeth in the saliva. I mean, they were really like coming out. Of, I don't want to give the movie away, but there's a scene where they come out of a, a tunnel and it is really disconcerting because they look like they eat flesh. And no, and that's what I found. No, that's what I, and I mentioned that to one of the brothers exactly as I'm saying it now. And they were so pleased with your work. And they said, oh yeah, it was wonderful. We love the monsters also, Ron. And we're happy that you got that same feeling. But the fa- the teeth in the face look like they, they were, I don't know
2: why, like it like was fucking good. 80, like, I have to ugh. say, I've uh, so I've probably seen f- at least fifteen of the films. I, I didn't know they were your films back then because we're just meeting now. Um, but I've probably seen at least fifteen films that you've done. And even though some of the films might not have been that good, the effects are always good. Your effects, and I'm a great whether it's fan. a good movie or a shitty movie, your effects come across. I mean, your effects, and your I'm effects a- make the shitty movie bearable. And your effects make the good movie so much even better. And I'm a great
3: fan of the Mahal. <laughs> thank movie. you for that compliment.
1: I, I don't think that happened on Veronica, but thank you for the compliment. I really oh, appreciate
2: <laughs> it. it,
3: it, it <laughs> Vinny, you don't know I'm calling you Vinny, right? I call you <laughs> um, Vinny. You like I know you. Listen to me. We don't give compliments here, we tell the truth.
2: Yeah, if you sucked, uh, I wouldn't say. A anything. lot of
3: people do both bull- <laughs> well, a lot of people will, you know, give you a lot of jazz, they'll bullshit you up a wall, they'll tell you everything, and then behind your back they'll say, ah, he sucked. What we say here goes, baby. This is the real deal. We don't lie. You have two movies I no, haven't seen minute, though that I want to see. The Mahal brothers, I'm a fan of. I loved Greco in uh Tommy Knockers. No, the other one. Art of the Dead. Art of the Dead. I loved Art of the Dead. I love the whole story. It, re- it was like a, something like a Twilight Zone movie. Everybody out there, please rent. What is it called? Art of the Dead. Art of the Dead. So I have two movies Battery. of yours.
2: Uh, wait, wait. I have two movies of yours I haven't seen, but I'm friends with a lot of the people that are in it. One of them is Hidden in the Woods, which we've had Chris Browning and Jennifer Block and Electra and Michael Bean. They've all been on the show. And the other one is Maneater, because I like shark movies and we're friends with Portia Coleman. So you see, when we talk,
3: he wants to know how come I know about him. When we talk to these people, we interview them about music, filming. I'd say to them, I liked your camera. It was steady. I don't like these flying cameras. I liked your performance in this scene. And I liked the makeup man who did that ugly face. And they say, Vinnie, Vincent, you. That's how we get to know you is by reputation of all the people that we interview and talk to. No one has ever came back and said you're crappy or you're lousy or you do shitty work. So therefore, that's why I I, I tell you what I tell you. It's based upon word of mouth. And what we've seen of your work. You know, word of mouth is everything. If you get a bad rep in, reputation in this business, nobody's gonna hire you. So you have to no. have a good reputation. You
2: know. So wait, let's go. So are any of those two movies available
1: to see? Yes. You know? Maneater is out there. That was when I was um, on my deathbed. I had COVID at the time and I was in oh, wow. ICU and I was still taking meetings uh, for Maneater. Um, um, and that was a very, very bad time in the studio. And uh, But anyway, yes, to, to answer your question, Maneater is available. It was shot in Florida. We did an animatronic shark uh for that a giant one probably as big as jaws if not bigger um no, uh, no. just we did half the shark too it's only half the shark right um um i didn't see the movie um maybe because there was a lot of bad memories connected to it for what right. i was going through at the time and there were a couple of crew members that actually died during that period oh, yeah. and not during covid oh, i was the no, one was a heart attack and one was um, 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 accidental overdose of a certain drug. Hey, Vinny,
3: so tell me, what movie is it that you were on with Sarah that she was so happy about you?
1: Um, about you? I was on with Sarah on um, Art of the Dead. That's uh, and I uh, put uh, she got shards of glass in her back, yeah. and then I've, I've, I've known I've known her socially on and off at parties and I uh, and there was another werewolf movie that her boyfriend Joe Netter wrote.
3: Wonderful. So know- Joe Netter, woo, can he write. Now listen, I got a quick story about Sarah. Night of the Dead. Jimmy out of, of the Dead. Jimmy and I were driving in, and I said, "No, that's blind." No, wait a minute. Oh, blind. And I said, "Marcel Waltz has got Sarah French tits and ass as the star of a movie?" I said, "How is she going to carry a movie?" I just saw her in Art of the Dead naked. That's all she ever plays is tits and ass. This girl doesn't have the talent to, be, to hold a movie. And I was there 10 minutes watching Blind, and I said to Jimmy, oh, my God, she's brilliant. Sarah, Sarah French is one of the best actresses out there. She doesn't overdo it. She's honest. She's an honest actress. And what she gives the camera, the camera loves. And I'm the biggest fan of Sarah French. And she's in my movie. She's really, really good. She's really good at it. She has a major part in my movie, The Curse of Magic. And she plays a bitchy, spoiled, rich, snotty, little, self-centered, egotistical, narcissistic twat. And she read the (laughs) script. And you know what she said to me? I love it. I've always wanted to play a bitch. So, you know, that's Sarah French. So
2: wait, now you were going to ask the makeup you do your eyes because we only have 10
3: minutes left. I promised women out there that you would help them. If a woman has bags under her eyes, what should she do to get rid of the dark shadows? Hemorrhoid cream. Wow. Hemorrhoid cream. You must get it from Canada because the American one is not as good as the Canadian one, I heard. (laughs) I, I know that trick. I use it myself. That was a trick
1: that I learned on SNL from another makeup artist. It was um, um, a woman who used to head up the Conan show uh, and do uh, Conan's makeup. And he always had bags under his eyes, sort of like what I have right, right here. Um, so I forgot to put my hemorrhoid cream on today. But anyway. <laughs> um, my, 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 I think. It, it was a well-known article, too, after she announced it in uh, an article about uh, her getting an interview. With one of the like, uh, people and. That circulated everywhere but yeah that's a trick to get rid of bags under your eyes and it lasts you know a couple of hours um, is hemorrhoid cream and now will,
3: okay let's move it up quickly what kind of foundation do you suggest for a woman over 60
1: to be honest with you i used to do a little bit of beauty makeup on saturday night live i was on there for four years i was will farrell's personal makeup artist and prosthetics man and to be honest with you, even though I did, you know, a little bit of makeup on Bjork and Jewel and a few of the, the people I guest starred, I am not really a beauty guy. So I, my, my recommendations for beauty would not be a good one. Uh, I'm a smart guy. When I do ha- a department head that has beauty makeup, I hire somebody that is an expert at that. And then I supervise either the look or I okay the look. But that's as far as I go with that. So I'm not really a beauty guy. I'm a a maker of monsters and creatures and characters. There you go. Okay. Okay.
3: But I can answer that question. If you're over 60, do not use a powder or a dry makeup. It'll go in your cracks and make you look old. Use a moist, (laughs) no. Use a creamy mixture. Always shine. Like years ago, people would put powder on their nose. No. Today, if you're over 60, shine. Especially if you're being photographed, because it reflects the light from the camera and you look a lot younger. And as far as lipstick goes, use a lip liner always. Get a red pencil, line the outer part of your lips, and then paint the inner part in a strawberry lipstick, and you will have lush, big lips. I used to do drag, so I know all about makeup. <laughs> I
1: don't I have to. I, I, nat- I naturally have big lips, so I, I'm good there. <laughs> right.
3: Right.
2: right. So I have a question, a whole, like a whole, So like uh, Oh, wait a minute. If you want to know
3: about makeup, please, my dearest friend in the world, Janae Montague King, has a line that's incredible. Look him up on, on your thing there, your computer. And Jeff, I DMK. use a, I use a lot of GMKs, And it's not nah, saying it. I'm not lying about it. He's got some shit that I, comes in a little jar that if I put it on, my wrinkles don't look so bad when I smile. I don't look cracked. I don't know what
2: it's called. Contact 82, though. He looks great. 82. Okay, Contact- hold
3: on. Contact Danae Montague King Cosmetics. So real quick, I want to know,
2: because we've got like four minutes, I think, four or five minutes. Have you ever uh-
3: heard of his cosmetics? No, haven't, sorry. Because oh, have it's what to Hollywood. They sell it in that Hollywood store that sells all the wigs and makeup. Anyway, let's, let's
2: get out of that. Let's go to the next thing. I want to know. So with all the horror movies, and we usually ask actors what movie they would have liked to been in. If you, were, As a as a creature maker, what movie would you have liked to have worked on that you haven't worked on because you've worked on so many that, that you thought the effects were super awesome?
1: Well, of course. I mean, The Thing um, yes. or, or Legend um, uh, would be one, Total Recall. Uh, so right off the bat, some Rob Bottin um, uh effects related films would have been great, you know, but I wasn't even in the business at that point. Right. But that, you know, that that's definitely, uh, uh one, you know, one, a couple projects right there that I, you know, I worked on, but I mean, you know, I got to work on a few cool things this year too, which was one, um, a and Ar- Aronofsky produced, um, um, anthology called alien, uh, which, uh, uh uh, was released at the uh, Tribeca Film Festival. And then I did Miracle Workers with Daniel Radcliffe and Steve Buscemi where we got to do this East, um, Siamese twin type of thing, which they're going to augment with a little bit of CGI, but we had to do a whole fake head rig on a, on a shoulder. Um, and Daniel and uh, Steve are producers on the show. It's for HBO. And then um, another one I'm excited about is a, a film called Strange Darling directed by J.T. Moeller and is produced by Roy Lee, who did It and Annabelle, and that has uh, uh, demons in it, and it's about two serial killers, a male and female, sort of like um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but except they're not spies. Yeah. They're serial killers. Oh, I love that. sounds awesome. I will love that. He might not like yeah, it, but and I will that, love that. No, and that's, and that's, that's, by, that's by Miramax that's coming out, and it's uh,
3: starring Barbara Hershey.
1: Oh, and that, then uh,
3: Hershey. Barbara Hershey. I remember yeah. Barbara. Hershey. I met her somewhere years ago. In my mind, I don't remember where. I met Barbara. Oh, I met Barbara. Hershey when she was doing something with Bette Midler. They were doing a promo in L.A. for a movie. I forgot what the movie was. It has it to be, Beaches. Has to be Beaches. 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 That's the only movie. Laney, Laney, Laney Kazan's my best friend, and Laney was Laney Kazan was in that movie also. So I, that, were, I worked with Laney
1: Kazan on a, um, a long time ago, back in two thousand and one, on a werewolf movie with uh, Joey Fatone, and um, she was wonderful. I
3: love Lainey. Uh, I got I, to know her very well. She's, she's been my buddy for like 40-something years. She's, so my, she's, still, she's still with us, which is great. Are you kidding? You know? I wanted to lead in my movie. I wanted to play the Jewish um, – my movie's about she's a Jewish bookie and I'm a mafia Italian and we're married, and we go out to kill the Nazis and Nineteen forty-three. You'll be working on this film, so you're going to enjoy it. So you'll be working mm-hmm. on again. Lainey, I, I love. Lainey. I want to just make. She's sure, my age. We only exactly. have two minutes. We have two. Lainey's minutes. eighty-two, just like me. For, and for me, as a
2: kid, the first movie that I saw growing up mm-hmm. that I was allowed to go see by myself without my parents was Phantasm, and I always thought the effects. I'm sure they're very cheesy now, but like when no, you see,
1: no, I mean. The finger in the box is probably the most realistic finger and it was made out of some weird materials that looked like silicone. And I mean, that that looked absolutely fantastic. I mean, it still holds up today. I still look at that finger and, and I know it's just a finger. But it, it's, it's a puppeteered fake finger in the box, and it's amazing.
2: It's, I, it, love, you know. I love love. I'm friends with Michael Baldwin, and or I have been for like a long time, so I love it. So let's give everybody your thing. So you guys can follow Vincent on Instagram, VGPFX, E-F-F-E-C-T-S. His website is VGPFX.com. Check out all the cool movies uh, that, that he's done. Uh, big the, movies, small movies, every movie. All the big all the stars, stars he's worked with. with. We work with major Hollywood stars, big guys, um, and we want to congratulate you on all your success. We're so happy to have finally now got to meet you, so we can uh, we run in the same circle. Just so we don't didn't know each other, so it's very cool. And um, congratulations on all the great work that you've done, and we're hoping to employ you sometime soon. And looking oh, forward, great
3: guys, and so forward. nice meeting you guys. Look, I'm looking forward to working with you because your job is going to make, be to make me look 19. <laughs> you think you could do it? <laughs> well, let me, let me get back to you on that one.
2: <laughs> so, Vincent, thank you so much. Hope Vincent, 2023 is a great year we have. It was a pleasure here. having you on the show. Thank pleasure. you so much. See you soon, much. guys. Love
1: you,
3: guys. Thank you, thank you so you much, you much. You for having everybody. me. I appreciate it. You're a nice fella. I'm going to love working. Bye Josh.
2: bye. Alright everybody, yeah. thanks so much for tuning in. Chat room, thank you. We'll see you guys next, next weekend. week. Bye everybody. bye everybody. Peace out.
1: Yeah, we in a mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest newest, and you will to the celebrities. Yeah. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. No. Jimmy Star, he's the, the, king the cool. Ron not Russell, not a he's five. a gorgeous dude. Share yeah. room is live and you would be a
3: fool not to vibe with us. At the Jimmy Star Show with yeah. Ron Russell. Yeah. come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes. Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's
0: the Jimmy Star Show with yeah.
3: Ron Russell. Oh,